Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Acts. It's chapter 2, and it's verses 1 through 15. And it's titled at the top, Pentecost. Hear these words. When Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound from heaven, like the howling of a fierce wind, filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their native languages. They were surprised and amazed, saying, Look! Aren't all the people who are speaking Galileans, every one of them? How then can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, as well as residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the regions of Libya bordering Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the mighty works of God in our own languages. They were all surprised and bewildered. Some ask each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them, saying, they're full of new wine. Peter stood with the other 11 apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem, know this. Listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk, as you suspect. After all, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. This is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, if you somehow haven't already over the last few days heard this audio, listen to this recording. Laurel. Okay, so what did you hear, Laurel or Yanny? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, so I have to share this with you, and she won't mind me sharing it with you. Our youth director up here, she said she hears Gary. That's a whole new one. I didn't, I, I didn't, hear, <laughs> I didn't hear Gary. Well, if you heard the second answer, you're technically correct. But more importantly, if you heard Laurel, you're technically correct. That's what it's supposed to be. But I want you to hear a little bit about the backstory and how it went viral and even down to the person who recorded it. 
of course, it would have to relate back to a teen. And her name is Katie Hetzel, and she was a, she's a freshman at Flowery Branch High School in Georgia. And on May the 11th, she was studying for her world literature, literature class, where Laurel was one of the vocabulary words. She looked it up on vocabulary.com and played the audio, but instead of the, instead of the word in front of her, she heard the word Yanny. She said, I asked my friends in the class to come and listen, and we all heard mixed things. She then posted the audio clip to her Instagram story, and soon a senior at the same high school, Fernando Castro, republished the clip to his Instagram story as a poll. She recorded it and put it on her story, then I remade the video and posted it, said Castro. Kitty and I had been going back and forth, and we both agree that we had equal credit on it. So this explains how Laurel and Yanny went viral. But where did the audio clip come from? Now, while many said it was just a com computer-generated clip, the reading was actually recorded by an opera singer in New York in December of 2007. It was a person who was a member of the original cast of Cats on Broadway. Mark Tinkler, who's the CTO and the co-founder of Vocabulary.com, said that when the website first launched, they wanted to find individuals that had strong pronunciation and could read words written in the international phonetic alphabet. A standardized representation of sounds in any spoken language. And many opera singers know how to read that way because they have to sing languages that they don't speak. So Tinkler said he didn't want to reveal the pronouncer's name since he didn't know if he'd be comfortable being an automatic viral star. But the person recorded over 36,000 words for vocabulary.com, it just happens to be Laurel, was pretty special. Now, scientists have chimed in on this and reason the recording is so contested is likely because it's noisy, meaning there are lots of different frequencies captured. What you hear depends on which frequencies your brain emphasizes. What you hear depends on what sounds your brain is paying attention to, your past experiences and what you're expecting to hear. That made sense to me because, you see, I hadn't heard about it, hadn't listened, or it just came out Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. And Wednesday afternoon, I'm sitting at lunch with Pastor Matt and uh, Jamie Hayes and our, our preschool director and assistant, and we were in Norman, and we were also having lunch with the two youth directors, Scott and Austin, of McFarland Methodist Church in Norman. And Pastor Matt looked at Scott and said, so, have you listened to the audio? What is it? Do you hear Laurel or Yanny? And Scott immediately said, I hear Laurel. It's Laurel. And he said, but that being said, my daughter is named Laurel, so that's probably why I heard that. I'm comfortable. The next morning, I'm taking my son to school, and he tells me about an argument that my husband and my daughter have had about Laurel and Yanny listening to it in the truck on the way home the night before, and who was right and who was wrong about Laurel and Yanny. And I said, well, I haven't heard it. I want to I play it. I said, play it as we're driving, as we're going to school. So we played it. And I said, oh, that's Yanny. That's Yanny. And he said, no, it's Laurel, Mom. 
I said, I don't think so. But now I've played that thing probably 25 times, and I hear Laurel every time. But I'm sure by now you're thinking, why is she going on and on about Laurel and Yanny on a video, on, on, a, on a viral feed? Today I want to talk to you about our perception and what our perception is. Today is Pentecost Sunday, the day we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples, in filling and empowering them to carry out the work Christ gave them. It also makes the fulfillment of Jesus' promise to all believers, including us. And I, gosh, I gotta tell you, I love the color red. And I just loved getting to wear red today. I had a friend come up this morning and say, I had a terrible time trying to find something red to wear. And I thought, well, my goodness, I have several things I should have shared. I had it easy. And I had to point out to Pastor Matt, I said, hey, you got a red shirt on. And I said, do you wear that often? He said, nope, Pentecost. And he just kept walking. Pentecost Sunday. In the scripture reading this morning, in verse 14 and 15, the Jews were being accused of being drunk and acting out badly. And Peter had to set them straight and say, no, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. They're not drunk. Pay attention. This is a God thing. The wind has blown through the fire. The fire is upon. They have received the Holy Spirit. This is very important. Your perception is all wrong. What is your perception of the Holy Spirit? What is your thought process? I've talked a lot about this to the youth and to my college students at the Wesley. I'm saying to them when things have happened that had no way of working out and all of a sudden it all seems to come together. I say, oh, there it is. That's a God thing. And they've gotten so used to it that they smile and they walk away. Not to say much anything else. That's a God thing. They now have got so used to it that they've forgotten, I think, sometimes that what I'm talking about is the Holy Spirit is moving and working in their lives. I believe our perception can get clouded, though, sometimes even confused, and sometimes altogether lost. I have to tell you, I felt that way at a waiter last Monday night with his perception of me. I thought he was confused a little bit. We went to a restaurant, and my family and I went to dinner, and we were standing in line ordering our food, and the waiter looked at my shirt and said, Mimi's life is the best life. He said, I have a Mimi. I said, well, that's nice. He said, yeah. He said, she's great. And he looked at my daughter, who had already ordered, and he smiled at her. And I said, I'm not her Mimi. And he said, oh, okay. I said, no, I, I'm, my, I'm the Mimi to the little girl on the other side of her. I said, that's my daughter. I said, she calls me mom. And he said, oh, okay. And by now I kind of got a little awkward because I looked down at my daughter and my daughter's staring at me and shaking her head and walking on. But I wanted to make sure he knew that I wasn't old enough to have that daughter as a granddaughter. 
making sure her perception was right. His perception was right. He shrugged his shoulders and said, thank you for your order, and wanted to move down the line. I thought his perception of my age wasn't clear, so I was going to clear it for him. You see how you view yourself, the world, those around you, and yes, how we view God makes you the person you are. Perception fuels what you believe, how you act, and how you react to all situations in life. Perceptions even affect those that see us. Others have perceptions of each one of us, and those perceptions can determine what others may do in life. For instance, Christians, this is so very true for others, how they view us. And, they, and she calls herself a Christian? How we live as a Christian in our community, in our world, and the others, what do they perceive us as? You know, in the discussion of Yanni and Laurel, Scott made a great point. Laurel is who he is comfortable with. Laurel is who he knows. What sounds do you hear that you are comfortable with? So that is how you perceive them. What sights do you see or witness every day so that they've become your normal and you're okay with those? I have to tell you the shooting in Texas, we've had... 20 shootings in 22 weeks. Am I right, Matt? Is that, is that 20 shootings, high school shootings in 22 weeks? As I sit there Friday at the graduation and the flag was at half mass, one of my friends looked over and said, why is the flag at half mass? And I said, oh, I bet the, the, the Texas shooting this morning. And she goes, oh, I didn't hear about it. And went back. Have we gotten comfortable have we even gotten used to hearing about high school shootings that it's okay? What sights do you see? What sights do you witness every day that's become normal, that you're just okay with those sights and you really, really shouldn't be? Perception is everything. Perception is a powerful thing. I want to give you another example. There were two brothers in a small village in the Eastern Cape. And the twin brothers grew up, nothing, grew up knowing nothing else but poverty. Their, their father was an alcoholic, and their mother cleaned houses for a living. They grew up with very little. And on their way home one day, the parents were involved in a bus accident and died instantly. The brothers' conditions became even worse, and at age 17, they separated. Years and years later, a family member decided to find them for a family reunion. One of the brothers was a wealthy engineer owning a construction company. He had a wife and three beautiful kids. The other was an alcoholic who with no sense of direction for his life at all. The family member asked the engineer, how did your life turn out like this? And the engineer responded, the brother engineer responded, what did you expect with a childhood like mine, was his answer. She moved on to the brother, who was the alcoholic, with the same question. How did your life turn out like this? And he looked at her and said, what did you expect with a childhood like mine? 
was his answer. That tells us that these men are not disturbed by the things that happened, but by their perception of the things that happened. Studies have shown that 90% of error in thinking is due to error in perception. Let me say that again. 90% of error in thinking is due to error in perception. I wonder in reading this story of Pentecost if error in our life of faith is our perception of who we believe the Holy Spirit to be and our perception of the Holy Spirit engages us in life. If our perception of God, how we see God, is that of love and grace and blessing, a God of second chances, a God who is pulling for us, cheering us on, wanting goodness in our lives, and our reality will be a life of fullness, a life of courage and a life of hope, a life of taking risk for love and compassion. A life that is not small, but rather one that is lived believing and trusting that with God nothing is impossible. How exciting to think about that reality, that nothing is impossible. Yes, studies have shown that 90% of error in thinking is due to error in perception. But if you can change your perception, you can change your emotion, and that can lead to new ideas to a whole new reality in your life. How we see God matters. If ever there were a time for our world needed a new reality of God, it is now. What would we possibly have to lose to being willing to see God with new eyes? What is your perception? And what new idea is waiting to become your new reality? I'll close with this God thing moment. This Holy Spirit moment that just happened a couple of days ago, a few days ago, Thursday morning in my office. My daughter had a vacation Bible school meeting and she was upstairs and so Faith, my granddaughter, six-year-old granddaughter, was on the couch in my office. And Barbie had come in, our administrative assistant, and said, I gotta go across the street and let the uh, Benny Keith food service guys in. They've delivered the food for Feed My Sheep. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be here. I'll get the phones. And, and uh, Faith said, hey, I'm, I'm going to go with her. And I said, okay. So Faith got up and walked with Barbie across the street. A few minutes later, she came back, and I was working on something and had my head down. And she came back and plopped down on the couch. And I said, uh, did you help the food service guys get in? And I had my head down. He said, she said, no. She said, we got there. And the hallelujah girl had already let, her, let him in. And I said, I looked up and I said, the what? She said, the hallelujah girl. And I said, oh, okay. The hallelujah girl, huh? Yeah, she already let him in. So Barbie and I came back. So I got up and I went to Barbie and I asked Barbie, who let the food service guys in? She told me. It was a beloved church member. And I thought about that. How did Faith call her the hallelujah girl? And then I thought about it. The church member comes into my office sometimes, and I will tell them a story about a youth supper that's been provided for or something that the youth have done in the church. 
or a college student has done at the Wesley, or a check that's been given to the Wesley. And she always says, hallelujah, God is good. And that's all faith sees. Hallelujah, God is good. That, my friends, my glorious Christian family is what our perception should be. Giving God the glory, living through those eyes. Don't we all just need to be hallelujah girls and boys? Amen. As we stand and sing our invitational hymn, Spirit of the Living God, I would like to invite you at this time, if you feel called or feel led to join our community of faith, or if you have not been baptized and would like to be baptized, we would love to have you come forward during our invitational hymn. Please stand and sing Spirit of the Living God.